Hello and welcome back to Small Screens Film Club with me, Edwards, and I'm joined by... Don't act like it was like it's something special. I'm always here. It's always special <laughs> when you're with, with me doing this show. So, oh, thank you so much. It's very special. Wow. So, Alessia, how, exactly. are you, how are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm okay and I'm excited to talk about... The favourite. Mm. So we're going to continue, carry on with our Oscar theme, I suppose. Another Oscar-nominated film from 2018. Yes, I know we're talking about films from 2018. But yeah, but it's supposed to be a film club. We're not going to talk about movies there. Exactly. You know. And also, we only talk about interesting films, don't we? Yeah. Or ones that can spark debate. <laughs> spark joy. Joy in certain cases. Anger <laughs> or in sadness. others. Sa- sadness. And yes, today it's The Favourite. So... The Favourite is another Oscar-nominated film directed by a guy called Yorgos Lanthimos, I believe, a Greek director. Um, he, before this, he did films like uh, The Killing of a Sacred Deer and The Lobster, which mm. are two very interesting films. The Lobster, I haven't seen. No, The Lobster I've seen, A Killing yeah. of a Sacred Deer, I have not. Um, he's quite, he can be quite uh, divisive. Divisive. Yeah, I did the American version. I don't know <laughs> right. happening. Um, but this film is is definitely been one of his most celebrated. Certainly, I when mean, it comes to Oscars. Yeah. Um, so it stars Olivia Colman, Emma Stone, Rachel Weisz, and Nicholas Holt. They're the the kind of main stars of the film. Olivia Colman plays Queen Anne, mm. and um, uh, she it's a bit of a, an interesting character. <laughs> is the old Queen Anne. She plays a lot of queens. Yeah, well, she's playing the queen. I know. In, uh, in the crown. The queen. The, the queen. The current the queen. The current. Um, and uh, Rachel Weisz plays Sarah Churchill. Uh, and Emma Stone plays a... Her heirs... Uh, Abigail. Sa- Abigail, that's it. And uh, that's Sarah's cousin. Kind of impoverished younger cousin. Yeah. Um, and this, the film starts off with... What kind of... Yeah, it does basically starts off with Abigail... Um, coming to the palace and asking her cousin for a job because she's... She was a lady. She was, and her status has since been... Her dad sold her because, I don't know, like he was was a drunk. Another another drunk. Another drunk, another man that ruins everybody's life. Sold her some kind of betting game or something, didn't he? And um, basically she's she's looking um, to get... Get up in the world again. Get back to where she was before. Well, at first you wouldn't say. At first it just seems like she Mm. wants to find a job and kind of get on with her life. But then I think she kind of feels like she could do better. So, And basically she ends up trying to get um, Sarah's job as... Just job. (laughs) I think, to be honest... Position, I would say. Yeah, it's a position, but also a bit of a job having to deal with with Queen Anne because she's... A bit much. She's a bit of a baby, really. She is. She is a baby. She's a big crybaby. And this is a rather unusual thing to see, I think, in films. Normally, when you talk about royals, it's always kind of like Colin Firth or... Mm. (laughs) (laughs) You know, those... I mean, Colin Firth is a bit like the King's Speech. That was a bit similar in the sense that he was a bit... Not pathetic, but he had problems couldn't speak properly mm. um and um the, but this film it takes it completely like further than i've ever mm-hmm. seen it taken before because it's queen anne she's completely unlikable she's, she's unlike she's unlikable she's nuts um <laughs> she is a lesbian as well so she's having well, a. Well, i don't think i don't think she i think you know i think at the time probably the the lines were quite yeah were i don't think we were blurred. putting 
names on things. But if, if anyone had found out, what do you think would have happened? I mean, I have no idea, but I... You were there. I, I, I wasn't there, but it was quite... I mean, at the beginning of our society, as we know it, it was quite common. Yeah. yeah. So when we created this shocked around it, yeah, it afterwards, but... The, f- the film does make it a bit of a, a revelation, though, because you don't, you don't really know. I mean, you think something's going on, but you're not sure until Abigail kind of doesn't walk in on it. She's in, she's in the room, and then she's, she has to hide because Sarah and Anne come in. and They're having a bit of a fun time. Yeah, they're having a good time together. That, that scene was a rather interesting scene because you're kind of cringing at that point. Right? Yeah, because I really didn't... Because at first, Abigail is really likeable. Yeah. So you do, I really didn't want her to get caught because I was like, oh, Sarah's going to kill her. Yeah. Because uh, Sarah is really unlikable at the beginning because you really feel like she's manipulating the queen and she doesn't mm. really care. She just wants the power, mm. the political power that comes with having such a... Being close to the queen. Exactly. Yeah. A, Position and also the, the queen is very suggestible. Literally, she she doesn't she, take any decisions for she herself. She clearly doesn't want to be the queen. Yeah, she just she just doesn't want to. She's unable to take a decision without having to ask Sarah first what the right thing to do is. Well, she's not very you know she she's not she's a strong very... character. She's clearly a weak personality. Mm. And how many um, children did she have? She did. She didn't. That's the the whole thing. She, like, she aborted. She like miscarried seventeen. Well, yeah, she miscarried. And he's yeah. actually the real. I, I did check, and it's yeah. real. So she had a a bunny for every kid that she miscarried. Basically. There are lots of bunnies in this film. Seventeen. Yeah, and they like feed <laughs> very them, cute. They feed them cake and stuff. Oh I'm yeah, surprised poor that I'm surprised that they they survive. I know. Um, so, what what was your biggest takeaway out of this film? What was this? The thing that stood out most for you, what was it? There was great acting. Everybody was really good. Mm. Olivia Colman was great, Oscar of course. Winner. And fair, right? Like yeah, she was so. yeah. great. I thought Emma Stone was really Rachel Weisz was really good. Emma Stone, I'm not a big fan of hers. Why? I don't know. I think I hated La La Land so much that just like you're done for me. Poor old Emma Stone. I know. But you know, a musical, you kind of have to sing and dance. And think, if you I cannot think... sing and dance, you shouldn't be in a musical. But that's another story that doesn't matter. Uh, but she was really good in. She was. She's. I think she's really good in this kind of characters because yeah. you. Because she has such a cute face. Like, you know, she, she looks like a very. She doesn't look like she could be mean, mm. in a sense. Especially like. She kind of looks inoffensive. Yeah, well, inoffensive. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. She's kind of like cute and like. You no, know, but you she she doesn't look like she could just make something really bad. She do doesn't something... look like Rachel Vice. Is, Rach- is that what you're? Because Rachel Vice dresses a lot in black in this film. There's a lot of. Uh, the... But it's also like the the way the attitude and um, Rachel Vice is taller and is yeah. like more you know. But also, Ab- Abigail tends to dress up in white. I think there is something in there. But I think it's just because she's a servant at first. So she no, but can't... even when she's a lady, she's dressed up in white. It's more like, yeah, fair, fair clear colours, yeah. Yeah, and it's, I think there's, a, there's, a, there's something there. I yeah, think. maybe they probably did it in purpose. But I think it's also the attitude. It's a different attitude, you know, like mm. and a different kind of like thing about yeah. her. She's um, conniving, I think, though, Abigail. When you, the, the further down you get 
the further on you get in the movie, mm. you realise that everything she's done has is, is been calculated. I don't know if it was at first. I think it at first she been. just wanted to get on with it and then she kind of saw the opportunity to get even higher. Mm. I don't know what happens in her head, but she she changes and she becomes a real bee. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, she tries to kill Sarah. Uh, she tries to poison her. And then she Sarah tries to kill up. her. Yeah, with, with poison. And then yeah. Sarah, for some reason, decides to take a horse somewhere. I don't know where. And then she ends up in a brothel. Yeah. <laughs> That's, like, so random. But also, like, I think Rachel Weisz's character is actually my favourite. Because yeah. she's so calm and, like, even when she's there and clearly it's not a good situation, is it? She's, like, very, like, subtle. She's mm. not... She doesn't even look worried no. at all. She's she always keeps her cool, doesn't she? There, very, there, are, there very, are moments that there are some. That this film can, it, it has been described, and rightly so, as a, as a kind of dark comedy. There, there are very comedic moments in this film, yeah. which I wasn't expecting. I was expecting when I when I saw the poster, heard the name, saw who was in it. I was kind of like, oh, okay, your bog standard period drama. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's not that. No. The film is not that at all. It's um, it's very it's very different to anything I've ever seen before. Um, it uses the tropes that you would know from these kind of films. Like you could you could almost imagine like Colin Firth having potentially been in a film. You a bit wish like wish Colin wish. Firth was in a film. Um, <laughs> it's like people you know people that tend to be in those kind of films, but this is not that at all. And um, th- this is very much a. It's set in that in that period. It's set in the eighteenth um, century, I believe. Yeah, um, I think so. And it's, um, but it's it's a very modern take on this. It's a very, uh, it's there. There are lots of things that could be. You could look see like look at what's going on today in like America, for instance. She could be described as a Trump. Like she doesn't really know what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it. Uh, that's what I th- thought. Anyway, it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor for maybe, Trump's America. No, maybe it is. <laughs> um, Who's Melania in that? Uh, I, don't I, I don't know. But uh, I think I'm, Melania is not. I'm pretty sure like neither. Nicholas Holt's character, who actually is he's brilliant in this film. He's really good. Yeah. Um, could be. Looks amazing in a wig. <laughs> looks amazing in a wig. He's again very funny. He could be a bit like um. Oh, who's the the lead? No, uh, not Pence. The leader of the Senate. Uh, the girl, the woman. Oh, Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi, and then uh, I think Pence is um, is Sarah. Do you think? Yeah, probably actually. Yeah. War, war, war. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I, she's really like she wants the war and everything. Yeah, she. That, that, that's the thing. There's a, a war going on in France, and they're constantly worried about. Like they've won a battle, but then they're kind of like, no, we've got to keep it going. And Nicholas Holt's <gasps> is it Brexit? <laughs> it's, it's, this film is everything there are so many metaphors going on in this film but th- th- there is a lot of that going on it's, it's, a, very, it's a political film it's a, it's a satire um, it's I had to say, it's one of the most interesting films I've seen like uh, well so far because I watched it this year it came yeah. out last year but technically but um, it's definitely one of the most interesting films I've seen so far and uh, it's again it's um, I, I it really surprised me the, even the ending, which I, I wasn't the very was surprising. I, I wasn't very keen on to begin with. I kind of felt like they ran out of steam. I think we have to think. I think at first I was like, I remember saying like, "This is not the ending. Yeah. This can't be the ending." But then, if 
I think it's like it's a grower like you have to think about it and then you're like yeah fine fair enough yeah I, I agree with you because when I first when we first watched it I just I look I turned to you and I just said that wasn't that wasn't the end was it and it's like, mm. it's quite puzzling but then you kind of think actually it's probably the only way the film could have ended yeah I think thinking about it afterwards it makes sense because Sarah is such a such a key character yeah. in everything and basically she gets exiled or something yeah she does yeah yeah, yeah. um so there is not really a story without her because mm. she is the antagonist and the protagonist in a way. Like, yeah. So Abigail wins, but at the same time, does she really? Because now she's trapped in this situation. Because I think Sarah kind of enjoyed the company of the queen like yeah. she because she didn't do what she didn't want to do. But they're, they're also childhood friends. Yeah, but also yeah. like in the she always says what she thinks. She doesn't. She doesn't want like she doesn't want to touch the bunnies. She doesn't touch the bunnies. You know, yeah. like she doesn't do what whatever the queen asks. But Abigail is not in that position. Abigail mm. needs to do everything that the queen asks because it's a different type of. She creates for herself a different type mm. of a relationship with that. I think is the only way she could win because Sarah clearly has a a manipulate. So Sarah manipulates the queen, and at the end, Abigail is manipulated by mm. the queen because the queen knows exactly what she did at the mm. end. She's not that stupid, you know what I mean? I don't really know. Do, do you... I don't think. I think she. I think she's she she knows. I think she just accepts it. Like... I think she thinks. I think at first she's just like too proud to, mm. because. Before there was nobody that was sh- was like showing her the fact that she was manipulated. Nobody mm. was comment comment commenting on it on mm. it. Then Abigail comes around and says like and kind of shows, oh she's doing all these things and you're just letting it slide. Yeah. Um. So it's like a pride thing more than anything. But I think she realizes at the end because Abigail kind of transform transform herself from like this little girl nice whatever to this kind of like Marie Antoinette type of character that just eats cake and like is drunk and clearly doesn't care about the bunnies yeah (laughs) Um, so I think the queens know but she also knows that she can ruin her in a Mm. you know in a in a second so it's kind of like He's sad for everybody because Sarah's gone, the Queen is sad, and Abigail is clearly a horrible person now, so it's sad. And I mean, I'm not sure, I, I, I don't know how much of this is true, I'm pretty sure barely think, any of it is. Oh my god, I actually think that quite a lot of the beginning is true. Yeah. I guess th- I researched this, <laughs> Sarah, because I was really fascinated by the character. And yeah, I think she actually was very powerful you know at the time mm. and the base the base of the story is true the, the queen that can't have kids etc etc mm. that's true and i think that was a really weak queen as well but i don't know about the ab girl situation i think within you need a bit of spice to make a movie out of it yeah sarah sarah was lived until she was 84 yeah. Which is, that's a lot for... That time, like, yeah. Yeah, that time. And the Queen Anne, I think she was in her 40s when she died. Yeah, I think she died quite yeah. shortly after. So, so, yeah, I think there's probably not much like left for her after this anyway. Yeah. And she's also, she's a very sickly woman. 
So like she yeah. has gout. Mm-hmm. The, the horrible scenes. I don't actually gout. Yeah, it's no, it um, is. not. It's it's not it's not good. It like kind of it's it affects your joints and it's it's skin. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's not nice. Um, well, a lot of people that suffered from it back then. It's it's rarer now. There are some people that do, but they have it. They kind of have it genetically, control. I think. Mm. Um, but I would I would be interested in seeing what what happens after, like what Sarah Sarah does after. But you want the favourite too. I want the favourite <laughs> on her story. Do you, what you if think? we know anything about her. Well, I'm, well. I'm, I'm sure that you could probably find a documentary that, that discusses her. But uh, I have to say, she is... All three characters are, are interesting in their own right. Mm-hmm. Olivia Coleman's performance is, is pretty captivating. Yeah. Um, we're talking about how good Emma, Emma Stone is in this film. Her English accent is really good. You know, I'm someone that I listen to a lot of Americans try to do an English accent, never manages to do it. Mm. She does. And then Rachel Weisz, I think she's She's great. always great. She's always she? great. She, and all of them, all three of them are nominated for Oscars. I, I believe rightly so. There was a bit of discussion about whether Olivia Colman was a leading actress in the film because she was nominated under leading actress yeah. and the other two were supporting... I kind of think they're all three leading actresses in this I film. I think it's really it's difficult because there are there is a, I think they have is it about screen time or what, what well, is but, it about okay. because they're all very central and there would be no story if the one of them was missing. Do you want me to explain what they do? How they decide it? Is a screen screen No, thing? it's got nothing to do with that. So all all it's got to do with is whether the studio believes that if they put that person in that category... Will win. They'll, will, they, will they win? So if, if they put Olivia Colman, Emma Stone and um, Rachel Weisz all in the same category, mm. the likelihood of them winning actually is not that high. Like, they, they, it would be better, better off for them to split. Well, is that kind of like a, a game of poker or something? Yeah, it is. It is. It's all to do... Like, the, the Oscars is, is literally just a campaign... It's all to do, and one of the like p- people were talking about why A Star Is Born did, didn't win the Oscars. A lot of people blame the fact that Bradley Cooper wasn't good on the ca- campaigning, really. Yeah, and that Warner Bros just botched it. This film was different. They really pushed Olivia Colman. They really, really pushed her, like because they they thought she had a genuine chance of winning, which yeah. turns out she did. Uh, I had to say it was a very difficult um, category. It's a very difficult category because you had. Olivia Colman, Lady Gaga, um, Glenn oh, Close, uh, Glenn Close, and the girl from Roma. Yeah, um, and I a lot of tried pe- to say her name. I can't. I Good can't luck. Even, yeah, I, I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather not say it. And, and well, <laughs> right. Okay. Um, let's let's try. Let's try. Let's it. try. Uh, so that's supporting. Oh, I've got to go through all this, but. But I have to say, it's like, it was a really difficult category. Um, it's yeah, not of, always, though. Melissa McCarthy was another one oh, that yeah. was nominated. Yalitza Apricio. I think you did your best. I did my best. Uh, look, a lot of people felt that she she was a really good contender as well. But you've got... Glenn Close was the front runner. Olivia Colman won. Um, people were a bit surprised by it. I personally wasn't. But a lot of but it. She has, won. Yeah, a lot of a lot of it has to do with what they were winning before. Yeah. So Glenn Close won the Golden Globe. Mm. Um, Olivia Colman won the BAFTA. Yeah. But then the BAFTA's 
British, so yeah. sometimes it kind of favours the English actors. Um, then people were really thinking that, yeah, that, that Yelitsa would come from nowhere and win it. Mm. I haven't watched Roma, but apparently she's fantastic in it. It's, it, still, it's, still, it's still quite a light like, in I mean, I'm really surprised that they put a Netflix movie so high. Yeah, well, Netflix really pushed the film. Um, I think yeah, but they're a bit snobbish, isn't like what Netflix or the Oscars? No, no, no. Like in general, like Cannes is really. Well, that's Cannes. I think it's really is a bit snobbish. Diff- it's a bit different because people know that that's you know that's the future. Well, not not necessarily not the future, future but, but it's get definitely you're definitely going to see more streaming films be nominated. Yeah. Also, uh, Yorgos, the director, was nominated as well for mm. uh, best director, and this was best nominated for best picture. It did very well. It didn't win everything on the mm-hmm. night, but a film like this is a kind of strange yeah. movie. Uh, these films don't tend to do that well. I think last this is last year's Get Out. Yeah. In in a way, it's like it's a kind of left field movie that a lot of people were talking about, but it's not the type of film that would do well at the box office. Mm. Yeah, but the kind of it's, the thing is like the fact that it was on Netflix really surprised me. No, I mean that that not well, this film wasn't on Netflix. Which one? Roma was. Roma was. What are you talking about? I was talking about the favorite. <laughs> oh no no no! I'm saying like it's, I'm sorry. I'm still blocked from that. Um, it's just like I did. I really didn't think that they would nominate a, Roma, a Netflix movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you're going to see a lot more of it in the future. Oh, I, I probably they don't have. They will not have a choice in the future. But it was but, the first one, wasn't it? Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okja was people thought. thought yeah, that yeah might they were have. so snobbish about Okja. It was yeah, such pe- a great people movie. People thought that might have been nominated, but it wasn't. But I have to say, uh, if so, I think we've we've spoken about this before. If I were going to give the Oscar to one of these films, it would have gone to Black Klansman. But yeah. I would have really been happy happy to have seen the favorite get it because it's it's a really well made film. It's a really interesting film. A lot of thoughts gone into it. It's different. It's it's not your average kind of costume period drama is this no it's a lot more fun to watch yeah it is Uh, there is one thing about it that I wasn't so keen on was the the kind of splitting up into tableau I like that yeah you you, you liked it it's very reminiscent of French Nouvelle Vague I was saying this earlier and um I studied French film at university. Nobody cares. <laughs> but that's what they used to do because it's a di- it's a way of kind of, I suppose, framing the film. It's kind of making it, turning it into different chapters. I, I felt that it kind of slowed the pace of the film down a bit. I think it works with period dramas, though. Uh, yeah, it does. It does work. It, does it, do- work it works with some certain type of films. Mm. It would not work for, like, I don't know. A Star is Born or something. Yeah. I mean, imagine, like, a comic book film. Yeah, <laughs> and no. That would be quite interesting. But, I mean, I... I enjoyed it. I I want to know what you would give it out of ten. Eight. 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 eight point five, maybe. So that on our... Eight point five. Eight point five. So that, that on our scale is great. Yeah, it's good. It I is. think it's good. I, I, you think it's good? Do you think it's great? You know what I'm I'm going to say when I like I think would you recommend people to people this, to to go and watch it at the cinema mm. yes mm. which means that it's so good that you want to spend money on it 
You know what I mean? Oh, okay. So, that's, yeah, so it's, it's a film worth spending your money on. For, for me, it's like, yeah. would I recommend it, but just watch it at home on your laptop? Or would you recommend it? Go actually go outside, pay money and, and lots watch of money it. nowadays. A lot of money nowadays. And watch it at the cinema. Especially in London. Yeah. Yes, because I think you. I think it looks good on a big screen and is a it is you know, you spend a couple of hours in the cinema and you don't feel like you're wasting your time, basically. No. Yeah. I think it's a film that will be remembered as well. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of Oscar nominated films tend to be forgotten. Mm. Um, even Oscar winning ones I'm pretty sure Green Book will be forgotten I have to mean I've already forgot about I it I still want to watch it but I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that not many people will be talking about that whereas I have a feeling that people will be looking at the favourite for years to come and looking at uh, Olivia Colman's performance but also looking at the way it's made the way it's shot the, the way it's written also people love period dramas yeah but I don't and I like this yeah and <laughs> and um as far as period dramas go, this was a good one. Yeah. So that's that's so we recommend this. Small screen recommends <laughs> yeah. the favorite. Maybe we should have a sticker. Yeah, yeah, we should. We give it, it, it we give it our seal of approval. Yeah. So I think that'll about do it for us and the favourite for this mm-hmm. week. Um, where can we find you, Alessia? At home. <laughs> All the time? <laughs> no, unfortunately, I wish. Um you know. uh, do you want me to do it again? <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah. so every week I have to, I have to spell, spell out your name. My name. But the thing is, it's, so, it's not even difficult, but people get it wrong all the time. Well, Alessia, people spell in all sorts of ways. In all sorts of ways. Of ways. Yeah. Like, British people just don't like my name. It's mm. an X, is an S, is a weird Celtic letter that you don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Literally, I've seen everything. It's a C. Yeah, how about Alicia Keys? That's Alicia, though, not Alessia. Well, you know. Yeah, but it's, Aless- it's at Alessia With a double S. With a double S. So it's A-L-E-S-S-I-A-R-M-E-N-I-S-E. Everywhere, but mostly on Instagram. Including Pinterest? Including Pinterest. <laughs> and you can follow Small Screen at Small Screen GB everywhere apart from Pinterest. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also go on the website, which is small-screen.co.uk. And thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you again in the next one. Probably not see, but we'll definitely talk at you. (laughs) Talk at you. (laughs) Yeah, clearly. (laughs) Thank you, and goodbye. Bye.